Greetings all and welcome to the podcast, Why Are You Sober? I'm Sam, a sober addict and the host, and I'm so glad you're here. Why Are You Sober is a space where sober addicts come to share their stories of addiction, where it led them, how they got sober, and then why they continue to choose sobriety today. The goal is just to spread some experience, strength, and hope to others, and particularly those who might be suffering. If you are a sober addict, I would welcome you to come and share your story. You never know who might be listening and who your story might help. Or if you're someone struggling with addiction and need some help or have questions, please feel free to reach out. You can reach me through my website, whyareyousober.org, or my email, which is sam at whyareyousober.org. And you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So last week, we got to hear from my wonderful friend, Jessica. Uh, As I've said, I've known Jessica since my early days in sobriety, as she was a part of my early uh, home group. And I'm just so grateful to have gotten so many wonderful relationships out of that. Uh, And that has truly been one of the joys of my life. Now, today, we are going to hear from my friend Trip. Trip came into my life a couple years ago uh, in an event that he and my husband were both a part of. And I have gotten to know Trip through now uh, our sobriety stories. And I was so honored and blessed that he agreed to come on and share his story. Uh, A little bit of prior information uh, and just trigger warning. Uh, There is talk of suicidality and uh and suicidal ideation sorry um so i just want to make sure that you know if you are out there and you are suffering from anything as i've said please reach out please reach out to me if you don't know anyone else to reach out to um because i don't want anybody suffering and uh you know suicide and suicide suicidal ideation uh unfortunately uh is a part of many people's addiction stories so all that to say, I'm so grateful and blessed and honored that Trip is here um, and that he came and shared his story. So with that, uh, let's, uh, let's go into the serenity prayer. Good and gracious friend, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. So yeah, so, um, so welcome to this space. I'm super excited that you're here. And if you just want to tell us what your name is and then also what is your addiction? Oh, so we're doing so we're yeah. we, we're doing we're gonna do it. Yeah. We're just gonna do well, it. Well thank you for yeah. having me. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I this is my like I said a second ago, this is my first podcast I've ever ever been on. It's yeah. my first yeah, my first rodeo per se. Yeah. Um yeah, so my name's Trip Taylor and mm-hmm. I um I I am a recovering alcoholic and addict and okay. um so my 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 addiction though my my disease my allergy my um the no, the no tolerance um that 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 entity that lives yeah. that lived inside me and um you know took over me in my life and every single mm-hmm. um every single good and wonderful part of trip and all the versions of trip that were good yeah is uh is now um at a, as of december 29th uh 2022 this year it'll be 3 years 3 That's years awesome um so when it comes to what my addiction is everything yeah um yeah now were you you said alcohol and substances Yes. So you you were not just one or the other. You were a mm. everything is a great opportunity for me type of person. Yes, and okay. and yeah, yeah, and uh, the more the merrier. Yeah. Um, and then the more the merrier, the merrier. But then like the the merrier starts starts just just kind of losing the umph and the flates and the yeah. balloon is flat and um there is no merry time about it anymore because yeah. then you're. Um, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're so far behind that you're trying so hard just to not catch back up, but just to get to some type of normal or some yeah. type of, yeah. um, some type of medium that you really start at. Yeah. Most people do. And as a, <laughs> as a human, um, so 
yeah, whenever whenever I was using, whenever I was drinking, um, it was it was uh, for me. Um, it started at that age, the typical age of 13, 14. Yeah. Um, and it started at, you know, weekend, like friends, friends, basement, you know, parties, hanging out, watching movies with friends. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Your dad got, he has like two Bud Lights in, in the fridge. Ugh, gross. You know, to, um, to, you know, sneaking around, snooping around in mom and dad's mm-hmm. closets and, um, bathrooms. Oh, I wonder where they're hiding the Christmas presents this year. To finding the orange pill bottles, and like, oh, uh, well, da, 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 da. oh, I remember somebody talking about what what that name on that label on that bottle is. Uh, I'll mm, screw it. I'll try. And kind of it, it 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 being something that was from really the get go, uh, a looming like behind the. Behind the shades, mm-hmm. um, isolating and lonely, and um, feeling very, very, you know, very different and very, uh, very bad about yourself mm-hmm. right from the get go. Because whenever I first, I remember the first time I ever was intoxicated. I was actually, I remember I was watching the movie Nacho Libre, and wow. I was at my parents' house. And I'd only heard about like my friends drinking maybe one time at a friend's house, but like I was about to be going over to a buddy's house within the next couple of weekends to a birthday party that there might be drinking. So I got to know what it's like before so I can say, yeah, I've, of course I've done it. Yeah. You know, at age 13. Wow. Um, and I remember my parents always having their, their liquor up in the, in the top cabinet of our pantry in the corner, in the back left corner. And it was the same bottle. They had the same bottle of um, vodka for, um, I mean, probably four years until I, until I first went up there and grabbed it with my, my hand and, you know, poured it in a little um, red solo cup. I don't know, maybe four shots worth of it. And as a child or yeah, a teenager, just a, in adolescence and not even quite a young adult, you know, that feeling of, um, the feeling that alcohol, the sensation that alcohol gives you, uh, was a good one for me. And I liked the way that it, I was on the, I woke up on the, on the floor, um, to my parents, like, uh, waking me up saying, Chirp, what are you, what are you doing down here? Why are you sleeping on the floor? And then, I didn't, like I can't even my first my first instance of ever drinking or using was, was that I got drunk. Yeah, <laughs> so I yeah. didn't waste any time and um I I told them about that. That's what that was recently uh over the past few years. I was like, you "Remember that time years and years ago?" And they're like, "Oh, yeah. What what about it?" And I was like, "I was drunk then." And they they didn't. I guess they didn't smell the. They they're, they were so at the time, um, infrequent drinkers yeah. that they. I mean, maybe they could pick up on a really ripe hop or marley coming off somebody's pores, but they, I guess they just couldn't, you know, sense yeah. it. And ah, yeah. he's a child. So yeah. So so they didn't. So through high school, then they didn't like see anything or notice any, like. So I did was. They, did they see any signs of? Of your substance abuse? I feel like the only time they might have ever even thought that, oh, he's going to be in a situation where there is drinking, but not that he is, he's drinking, would be when I'd be hanging out with the fellas or the friends or the um, classmates, teammates from the sports I played that didn't have the greatest reputation per se. You yeah. Know, according to all the, how the parents talk and all the gossip and so, um, they might they noticed that I was hanging out with some of the a lot of those people. Yeah, and they were they were my friends, but I was friends with everybody. And um, I mean, I played in 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 no. <laughs> I was never like walk around with the SMHS crown on my head or anything like that. But I was the quarterback when I was in high school, and um, despite how short of a little little gnome that I can be. <laughs> I was the <laughs> like the the lead quarterback and kind of ended up becoming like a, a leader and um 
in ways even if I didn't consider myself to be every day. So mm-hmm. uh, I played that football and baseball and was always going to school because my parents um, would take me up, up until I was 16. And then, um, so they had, no, no, nothing's ever could be good. No way. They never considered. So were you using every day? Um, it was really just, you know, it was like the weekends. Yeah, kind at of that time. point. And okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the college, that's, yeah. of course. And that started of, when it got heavier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of times that's, you know, you talk to guys who you hear the whole progression. That's a common, common time that yeah. everybody lives free. Let's go on their own. Yeah. Can do a little more of this, a little more of that. Uh, life, you know, I'm young. Everybody's doing it. Yep. You, sh- you kind of fit into the. Um, you can hide in the shadows a lot easier and fit right in. You can even be the superstar of, of the, of yeah. the whole pack and all that. Um, so yeah, that at the, whenever I, um, whenever I went to, I went to Appalachian state, uh, in Boone here in North Carolina and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was supposed to go to play, uh, college baseball. And so I ended up. Um, getting really injured my senior year and staying in Boone, um, not playing baseball in college. And then I ended up staying in Boone to uh, shortly after become a Tweetsie Cowboy. And the Tweetsie Cowboy, yeah. you know, Tweetsie Railroad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, its own um, <laughs> breed of a, an entity and character. Yeah, it's like a children's entertainment park. A wild west theme yes. park in the east yeah yes, <laughs> makes yes. a lot of sense yeah 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 and then it was very much so not um culturally culturally appropriate whenever yeah. i was still there uh you know a bunch of corn-fed you know bulky white pale dudes putting on on wigs and yeah. makeup to you know act like you know indigenous people yeah it's yeah yeah um so when so did so when did you start to think you had a problem or when did things start to like really you know like I I've heard stories of people who couldn't graduate college and like were in college until they were like 29 like and were because of their addiction and because of what was happening mm-hmm. so like you know like for me my addiction really hit like at like towards the end of college and after so like i graduated like i got out in time mm-hmm. i did not get out well <laughs> it, was like, yeah. it was like barely 3.0 but yeah. like but you know i did it in four years but yeah you know like so what was that for you like what was college like um it was it was really the whole let's put on a show and show everybody that i know and everybody that cares about me and loves me let's let's put on a show and show them my let's let's show them that that diploma on the wall, I easy. I can do this. Um, it was really just for that reason. Um, in the you know during the time throughout it all, but really, I I really do look back now, and my education is it was so so valu- valuable, and I it's truly precious to me because I went to school for a lot of things, and I don't know how I did it in four years. I mean, I. I I never hardly ever slept. I would drink, I would take a water bottle with with liquor to class. You know, stay mm-hmm. up all night and then stay up the whole night next night. Yeah, I'll get this work done. I'll stay up in the library or you know, I'll bullshit it and you know somehow figure out a way to. This one time, I'll you know ask this person to help me out. Or um, so that's there was you know that that conversation could go on endlessly when it yeah. comes to just like, I mean, grinding through like with barely an ice chisel to get to just to like graduate, just to, to keep on like showing that I'm good. I'm good over here. Heck yeah. Check this out. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we're keep up that facade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wear the mask, the facade, um, was so much the, the, the goal for everyone else around me to, um, to show just the 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 stigma at the time of somebody being an alcoholic or mm-hmm. a drug addict um or the other you know the not okay language <laughs> that's used uh the bad language like somebody saying a word like junkie or somebody mm-hmm. saying uh he's a drunk or that was so far fetched i was i never had a problem mm-hmm. and then, you know blah 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 a trip doesn't have a problem i can 
Uh, look at me. I can graduate college. Um, and like you said, like me too, I, uh, it really started like really developing really deep and, 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 in like in a very insidious way mm. and whenever i started like my junior year um don't even you know a lot of it's like so dark not not even blurry just dark of all the nights that you know i just would sleep through the whole next day and then oh it's a night or all of the disorientation of not remembering um because of all the all the drinking and all of all of the drugs from the, I mean, all the different pills that I used to take at once and even mixing the same bottles to carry like I was, you know, Willy Wonka with, in the chocolate factory with all my candy. I, I, I feel like all the party drugs, all the psychedelics and everything else that I was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Mm. We're always okay. They were, oh, that's fine. You know, I, yeah, I might do a little bit more than everybody else, but at least I'm not sticking a needle in my yeah. arm quote unquote but you know i'm good yeah um, yeah you could always justify it yeah yeah uh until like my junior year you know hurting people um a lot of a lot of females in my life i would uh i would let down i would um abuse emotionally and having to say that like now through a microphone is something that is a part of my recovery because I, mm. you know, making amends and telling the truth, especially to ourselves, mm-hmm. um, all day long, we can say, yeah, yeah, no, that's really messed up when, when people do that. And man, no, I, it was, I, I didn't really ever do that. That it, it, the more we try to sugarcoat mm-hmm. things, the, the, all, all that is, is, you know, going right back to that, fa- that facade. Yeah. Um, and the justification mm-hmm. and like, and I, I feel that when I start to justify something, I need to question what I, what like, mm-hmm. why am I justifying this? Mm-hmm. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, what would the best, what would the best version of Sam do? Yeah. You know, like asking yeah. yourself, what would the best version of, of myself, what, of Trip do yeah. right now? Oh, that's what he would do. Not this. Yeah. Okay, then there's something a little off. There's something wrong. Yep. Um, yeah. So, so where, so where does it all come to a head? Like, where does this all lead you? It started, you know, it developed. It uh, it, it doesn't always happen rapidly. Mm-mm. Sometimes it's it's like a... I describe addiction, the disease of addiction. It's, it's the most sinister disease there could ever be. Yeah. It is the deadliest disease that just... It's like a... It's like an algae that's like... A, lurking um the bottom of a of a slow moving river with a bunch of junk in it mm-hmm. and it's just lurking there and all of a sudden you might catch a rapid and then it's just back to the same stagnance of that just impending doom and so whenever i think started happening like with legal issues and with me like um i remember the night that i got pulled over for my first dui you know, I'm still like, I'm in jail, you know, for, for a bit. And, you know, like I'm wearing, I'm wearing the orange and I'm like talking to all the guys and I'm, you know, I'm, nobody knows that I'm there and I'm still in a state of mind. That's like, it's not because of, <laughs> it's not because of the drinking or the using or what's going on inside me. Um, no, this is just because I got unlucky, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until, like, you know, all of a sudden people start, uh, you, uh, I lost friends, you know, the the really the really close ones, the ones that had developed um, the friendships and relationships had developed for years, you know, cutting me off um, to where, uh, you know, more legal issues came into play with, with school, like I got caught drinking on campus with mm. an open container and had to deal with that in the county and the university, my academic probation, talking to the dean about certain things apparently people have reported me doing in class and smelling and you know, I'm who gives a who gives a you know, a dang about like 
what anybody thinks. You yeah. know, I'm the rock star here. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's live it up, da da da. But then like nobody was ever going to the brewery with me every night. They I saw you know, trip, that's all you do. What I don't I don't I'm tired. It's Tuesday. It's like ten. I have work to do. Well, screw you, dude. Like you're come on, man. Like uh. it just um to where I was doing that alone and it just became such a such a wake up in the morning and be alone every day type of uh, type of place where um, I ended up, uh, you know, there were several times I say several. Um, finally, I say mm-hmm. several. I used to say a couple times, but several times were that I actually overdosed and um, mm. my next door neighbor who used to be my roommate but moved out because of other reasons when it it was really because of me. Um, he would kind of watch out for me, which is, and I knew he would, you know, trip gets a little messed up, you know, wake him up. Uh, he, you know, kind of helped knock me back into bring me back into reality a few times and taking prescriptions that I'm not prescribed to. And yeah, I mean all the, you know, all the, all those, all the names of the narcotics and the class twos and, the Xanax and the Klonopins, the all uh, mixing it with alcohol, drinking, and mm. not any, I mean, just, just utter insanity. Then, um, that I was working full time and having to, you know, get up. Like, yes, wait, like, get up out of the bed, but like, get up, you know, to make sure everybody's like, okay, he's doing a great job. He's good to go. And like, entertain thousands of people every day in my job um a lot of shame goes into like thinking on that now man like um when i think about all like the years that i worked as a a cowboy and a hero to little kids and all the shows and entertaining and conversations and laughs and pictures that i took um (laughs) the vast majority of those were like not an organic version of me they were so yep so falsified, but oh, yeah. I can like look at photos and be like, who is that? Yeah. And, but like, then also be like, I know I'm in there. It's just, what's up? What? That's so not like, I can just, you, you know, oh, yeah. we know ourselves. Oh yeah. Yeah. There are definitely pictures that I look back on where I know I'm mm-hmm. like, I was not all there at that moment. Where's and my, I hate it. Where's my soul? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So, so where did it, where, what finally humbled you? Like what finally got you to be like, and yeah, and so I ended up like you know losing the license and yeah. uh, driving without a license and all that and getting popped a couple more times, getting another getting another DUI or two. Gosh, um, you were really going for it. Oh yeah, and I, you know getting the the whole interlock device in the car for years and being on probation for years and just like yeah, whatever, it's fine, right? Everybody is fine. And, like, family, you know, trespassing me from their home and property <gasps> yeah. and, like, cutting me off. And um, really, me having to, like, just kind of just hang out with the people that I that are that are new. And, no, yeah, because in, in a town that I've always lived in and, you know, everybody, everybody's faces know you. And, um, no, nobody's going to hang out with Trip anymore. Have you heard about what he, he's been mm. up to? I don't know. Um, he's, he's been going to jail. I don't know. I hear he's going to, he went to rehab. And so I ended up going to rehab a couple of times, treatment. Um, but I, uh, and I, I'll try to, I don't know how to keep it short about how no, no. My, keep going. I came to, um, you're good. How I came to like, actually, I mean, get it like to, to get it, <laughs> to get it for me to like get on my path and my journey of recovery this time around. Um, the for real for real you yeah. know because and as as a um as a recovering addict and alcoholic you know we o- we only know whenever oh i've got this you you know when you have that not just pink cloud feel but that like let's get it let's keep moving let's yeah. keep let all look at all that ahead. look at all that up ahead you know like yeah you only know and when it, you stop seeing the train in the tunnel and you actually start seeing the light yes the tunnel. yeah yes yeah yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I remember i know that yeah yeah and 
no, I mean, this, yeah, yes, silly intended. I had to step away from my job at, <laughs> on the train. <laughs> yeah. In order to actually do that, um, I ended up over the years having to, like, I, be, I just became somebody, like, every single day where I wasn't myself. I had to dress up every day and be a character and, and make folks laugh and, and cry and smile and say, everything is great. And I didn't even get to spend a moment with myself to where, I I I missed so much time with myself. I didn't know even how to love myself before I worked there. I didn't have a clue, and and then I um you know having passive like pamphlets for rehab put in my duffel bags by family that would and are um, chief enablers in all of their own ways. And it's yeah, <laughs> it, but it's in such a beautiful circle uh, to the point now where like. My mother is like a, she leads Al-Anon meetings and is so much of an advocate for recovery and sobriety mm. and mm. Um, harm reduction even. And like, she's, she's a beautiful soul and angel as is my father and my, um, all the rest of my, uh, my immediate family that have been so supportive and had to figure out a way to a step away from me to where they had to realize you're only going to do it if you, if you decide to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. And having a let go like that, I, um, is is takes the most strength and courage that anything. I mean, more than anything, like when you don't want to lose something that is so dear and loved. Um, when you know, when you look back and you hear that you know your your mother, your mother's like you know never sleeping because she's just, she's just staying up all night waiting for like the call to say mm-hmm. trips in jail again or you know trips. Trip was trip's dead. Yeah. Um, just waiting on that call. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I did a lot of traveling out west whenever I graduated co- um, college, and I mean I was driving across the country back and forth, zipping zoop zap zap, and knowing that my I was thinking of my parents, you know, they're just they 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 probably they were what am I they were not sound or you know emotionally well during that time and having to let go and they did i mean they separated themselves they cut me off they ended up you know without words a lot of the time um kind of having to put that very very strong gate of a boundary up with me and i'm so happy that they are such beautifully strong people to have done so because i had to i mean it had all the mess ups and all the screw ups and all the all the fights and all of the, all of the, I mean, lying and the thievery and just the manipulation and the fabrication and everything that I did was still, still just be, yeah, it was that time and romanticizing all and hiding my feelings and masking everything ended up like just becoming normal. And that's all, that's all, that's all, you know, is mm-hmm. when that's your life. And mm-hmm waking up, you know, pocketing four Johnny bootleggers in your pocket at 7 a.m. at the gas station, just having to even maybe not shake. Um, and to the point to where I, I there was a, a summer that I was just really just wanting to die, and I was working. I was just wanting to die and just showing up at work maybe, maybe. Um you know, flipping cars into the river and having to go to work the next day. Hey, everybody. Hey, good morning. You know, um, getting bailed out of jail, waking up in bushes and random places and in town here in Boone, you know, here in the morning traffic start up and do come out and um, not knowing or not really care, not caring, not caring, not, not a single bit about what happened. And it came to the point that I met, um, I met somebody who ended up, I met my partner, Ulisa. Um, the short story of it is, uh, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, I won't ever say, Oh, it was love at first sight. I mean, (laughs) ha ha ha. The reason we got together was, you know, just because we were both lonely, you know, and, uh, we ended up doing it in a different classy way that typically, you, I hadn't, we went and got like a dinner and I, you know, had to make sure I was just drunk enough and just, just like looking okay enough. And I was actually like homeless at the time living in a, living in a 
an acquaintance's trailer in the back of her yard and um, was driving to work every morning without registered tags and no license and no insurance with a vehicle that was cracked in the middle. And I went and met her for dinner and my life changed forever because she she accepted me for who I was, even though I I didn't I knew it wasn't OK internally. And she um, I, <laughs> I ended up having to go to to treatment to to treatment for the sake of like the court and some charges I was facing and um at the time I was working and I had to tell I told like my supervisor hey I, I'm gonna go I'm, I gotta go do the out, the out west thing again right now I know it's like out of nowhere but I gotta go do that I just have to and I told her Yulisa that too and I was like hey I'm, I'm gonna be going out to Wyoming for um for some time and I was doing that treatment at the time in place of jail and prison time um, that the judge had ordered. And so I had to do it because mm-hmm. I wasn't going to go to jail. And I wanted to keep drinking. I didn't care. So so for all that time, um, <laughs> it's, it is unreal. My addiction was still churning, nice and fluid. I was, I mean, Yulisa, to this day, she was like, I 100% thought, you were out west based on what you were saying because I, you know, I, was, I worked part-time for the Forest Service and I did that frequently. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to do it again. And she was like, I would tell her every night, I was like, yeah, I took a, a really nice stroll today and the, the woods here are like, like they're smelling extra, like I would be very vague about what I was doing. And, um, <laughs> but it was like, I was, it was true, but so not true. Yeah. And, so it ended up, I, I got out of treatment and my disease was like, hey, what's up again within, I mean, not not even kidding you, four hours of me um, being, getting out of treatment, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to the gas station. Thank you so much um, to my friends who picked me up and, you know, keep that a secret. <laughs> it's going straight to the gas station, straight back to the pill bottles underneath the exact bed in the exact bag that I knew they were in and. Uh, you know, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Tri- into my parents and family. Yeah, trip's doing good. Not vo- not for very long. Yeah. You know, then all of a sudden, uh oh, he's not all again. We have to like tell ourselves he's not. And, yeah. Um, Elisa at the time didn't see the severity of it until it gradually started coming out. Whenever I would come home with like a, she was letting me stay at her apartment. God bless her soul. I don't know why she let me do that um but i i do know that and it was because um i know that god put her in my life uh to really just show that love it, for ourselves and hope exists mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. there's always hope and i will come home you know maybe even on a night where i had to s- steal or sneak her debit card as she's asleep in the bed to get, just to go down to the bar in downtown Boone, where we lived at the time, and just go, you know, take a few, slug down five or six shots, walk back up, you know, there's whiskey, there's whiskey hops, and trying to maybe slug someone in the face on the way back, and falling through her window, and breaking TVs, and, you know, that to the point to where I ended up being so ashamed of it, because it was obvious, and I, 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 the forgiveness, and just the unconditional unconditionality in her heart to where I, I mean, in a, in a complete blackout oblivion one day just decided to start driving all the way out West on a rainy, stormy, um, winter day. And I mean, I was driving with a tag that I had just, I mean, it's, it's that I had, that I had taken off somebody else's car. I just in the Walmart parking lot because mine (laughs) had like, the Sharpie that I had put on the registration on the expiration had worn off and I didn't want to have to do that again because that took too much time. So I'll get this. And so I drove and, you know, I'm slipping and sliding and passing people blinkers on honking ride, driving off the road, spinning into the guardrail. It's pouring rain. I'm drinking. I'm like, you know, just the guy, I've got like plenty of bootleggers and I've got, 
two bottles of early times and then like maybe like a bag of extra clothes in the back that I had from a couple years ago. And I mean, that was it. Like I was just like, you know, I, I hit this point where I said, I can't keep showing her. I can't keep treating her doing this like that. And I'm, I'm out peace. I'll go change out here or not. I didn't care if I lived. I didn't care if I died. I didn't know where I was. I ended up like almost halfway across the country. And, um, I, 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 I was in a ho- some really just sketch hotel, motel, motel, like one of the single mm-hmm. <laughs> floor, mm-hmm. just like outer door. I, I don't even, I don't know. I was just trying to drink myself to death, which had happened many, many a times in many states and many hotels. But this time I was like, there was like this really dark, like really awful just, just taste that I, I just like felt I could just like smell my death. Um, I was so unhealthy. I was so unhappy. I just, I didn't love myself. I didn't know who I was. And I, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't even, I don't even know. And we've talked about how, <laughs> but to this day, I, I'll, I mean, I, so I, I heard a knock on the, on the door after having been there for like two days. And, uh, Yalisa was at the door, um, and she had driven and found me and located me despite like my phone having been like crushed, you know, weeks ago before and my vehicle being like an old 1990 something and not having any technology in it. I, um, I really, 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 I don't, I can't fathom like the, the acts of God that put, souls like that together in place mm-hmm. on this earth to mm-hmm. walk and then be be that and be um she ended up she ended up uh doing what she always what she always had done and told me that everything was going to be okay and it's all right and um she drove me all the way back to north carolina um and without a single beat or slip of, I can't believe you would do this, even with me coming, you know, withdrawing and not having liquor, or booze, or anything to where I'm running across highways to go to the, oh, that's a Chili's over there on the other side of the road, having to jump out of the car because she wouldn't open the doors to let me get out of the gas station. So, um, so dealing with things like that, and um, I remember we pulled over at a rest stop in Kentucky or somewhere. It's Kentucky or Tennessee, and she just said, I got a rest, and she, like, laid back and um, in the seat, in the driver's seat, and I, I was, like, really kind of, like, sleepy, drowsy, drunk, and I was tired, too, and I remember I just looked at her and... I I just I I don't even have words for how much I love <laughs> I love my partner um mm-hmm. my she's my she's my best friend and um I don't really know exactly what I do for her to where um almost four years now um she's she's been like my the rock that I that I stand on and this every single every single bit and shape of support. That I never felt like I had, um, just because she says, you know, she she knows that hey, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And I still love you because, um, this isn't you. This yeah. is not you. And yeah. here's what's you. Let me those times these and realizing that that that's was real and that that was something that I could have if if I wait. Hold on. I don't have to do this. Uh, so I ended up self-checking myself back into the same treatment center that I'd been to about a year before. And I was still facing charges and I had like abandoned my vehicle out. And, yeah. And then I didn't have anything. My parents weren't talking to me. I just had Elisa. And 
I just I just walked through the doors and I surrendered. And mm. I mean, since then, I I I just I, you know I I I, I didn't want to know everything, even if I knew a lot already from the from recovery or what my disease was. I had need, I wanted to gain, I wanted to grow, I wanted to take the tools, and I wanted all of it, and I still, every single day since uh. that moment, um, on December 29th of 2019, I mean, I'm, I'm still, still doing that, and it is, it's truly, it is truly that one day at a time, um, the one day at a time mentality, lifestyle, walk, every, I mean, I was just mindset, and mindfulness of, if I didn't do this today and instead w- did this, I wouldn't have this. Or I would having to remind myself of the bad in order to to every you know remind it put yeah. it in my brain. This is what happened. Okay, there's that gratitude list coming. Oh man, that thing is endless. Like yeah. making being grateful. Gratitude is everything. Everything. Yeah. I mean, I always say that you mm. can't be resentful when you're being grateful. No, you can't. You can't have both of those emotions happening at the same time. And what you said about surrender, that you walked through the door and surrendered mm-hmm. was like, it makes so much sense. Like it may, I mean, it makes so much sense to me of my own sense of when I just surrendered and I was like, okay, I'm done. Like, and that's so weird to think about, especially with addiction and thinking about how we were controlled by something and now we suddenly Powerless. give up yeah. control. Like we give up. Yeah. We go to being surrender. We go to like, instead of being like, I don't want to be controlled anymore. Mm-hmm. And we have to surrender into that. Whatever it takes. Which is really, yeah. But that's really awesome. That's really, that's really cool. That's really, uh, that's amazing, man. Accepting <laughs> defeat, you know, and that, yeah. that defeat being a victory. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just, yeah. that's the best one. That's the best win there could be that's, for your life, man. It's just um, knowing knowing that we're powerless. We're powerless over, over the, what happened, but we are, and we're powerless over everyone else, but not with ourselves and how we move, how we move forward. And yeah. How we keep on moving down the road, man. And so from that point, you you've you've been sober now for almost three years. You said, yeah, just come, coming up on three on the twenty ninth, twenty ninth, yeah, That's three awesome. years, and not a lot, not a lot of time, but it dang sure is too. And it is absolutely, um, it it totally is. I mean, how many years? I'm just over six now. Six, awesome, awesome, congrats. <laughs> What's your birthday? So uh, my sobriety date yeah. is October 3rd. Awesome. Yeah. 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 That's a scary one. It's a spooky one. It, it yeah. Yeah. It, it's pretty, yeah. I mean, um, you know, the way I look at, I look at, you know, years of sobriety on all sorts of people and I'm just like, and I remember thinking like, I'm never going to get there. Like that seems so far away. Yeah. And to be on this side of, of that now, is just like, wow, like. Yeah, and I and I love how people often tell me they're like, "So you beat your addiction?" And I'm like, "No, that is not what ever mm-hmm. happened. That is not no. what happened at all." Nothing. I'm like, never. all all that happened is I got sober. I'm like, my addiction is still there. Mm-hmm. It's there every day, right there in the corner. Yeah, right there. all the time. It's yeah. there every day, and I'm like, and I just and like you said, it's a day at a time. So, mm-hmm. so trip. So now here's the final question. So why are you sober? I mean, it's sad. I I heard a lot of why, of why, but why are you sober? I'm sober so that I can live. And if I wasn't sober, I wouldn't be living. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't sober, I wouldn't be living either because I'd be dead, deceased on the side of the road or laying in laying somewhere. Or I wouldn't be living because I would be behind bars or in. Um, you know, between four center block walls and that's no way of, of living life, um, fully. And my life is, I know, and I've been told and I can say, I'm going to say, you know, I deserve that. Um, all people deserve compassion and support Mm -hmm. in life and happiness. And I know that I do. And I, you know, truly like believing that and knowing that. 
um, is the reason why I, I, I want to be the best version of myself every day. I, yeah. Even if it's not the best version today, let's make it like the best one, like in an hour, you know, and let's always like polish that up. And, um, I mean, I work in, I work in the County jail now, like talking to the individuals in there about recovery and working mm-hmm. on, working on, um, treatment plans with them as alternatives and diversions from potential prison sentences. And, you know, I support them by talking to their probation officers, attorneys, the magistrates showing up in court and all talking to all the treatment facilities that are in the region. And yeah, all, I mean, and so that's like having a purpose that is outside and greater than just our simple little selves of, that you know that demon that devil the 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 addiction the disease because that's that's nothing if we just keep on going and that's i i I do i stay sober man because i want to i want to keep i want to keep moving down the road and there's so much i always say um i'll see you down the road yeah um I, I, I believe that to be true about everything and everyone in every way, even if they're not here or, or alive, a family member, a friend, yeah, or ourselves. I I see myself down that road, and I, I want to keep moving forward. And if I ever, if if we're to go back to the old ways, I mean, you know, we know the the whole drill and the whole saying of yeah, just a little loop of insanity of mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Yeah, It'll always lead back. To not, to not yeah. being happy and, and sober. <laughs> so what it sounds like to me is that you know that you are your authentic self when you are sober. That's it. Yeah. And that's all there. I mean, if somebody doesn't like what they hear, they see, or they get on a certain day, ah, I mean, so be it. Yeah. Trip, are you okay? Are you okay? Am I going to sit here and, and think, hmm, do they think that I'm, do they think that I've been drinking or something? No. Because I'm powerless over what people think. I'm powerless. Mm-hmm. We're powerless over how people react, how mm-hmm. people think, and it's up to us to just, you know, spread awareness and yeah. show people that there's hope and that came. It can be done. People can, people can get on that track of living, living a life of sobriety, recovery, and 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 full of light, man. And just a lot of light. Yes. Or Authenticity. Organically yeah. living. <laughs> well, man, thank you for doing this. This is awesome. Yes, Hearing oh your story. Gosh. Heck yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, 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 I did. I talked the whole time. No. That's the I'm, point. That's it. I want to hear your story. I, okay. and I, I, that's one thing I'm, yes. I'm trying to. What? I guess right now in this in this moment, I'm realizing I need to I need to love this side of myself, my voice. Yes, because despite how much I talk, I don't really love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for joining, and I really hope that you enjoyed Trip's story as much as I enjoyed interviewing him. He is such an amazing guy, and I am so glad with all that he is now doing in his life of working with addicts and trying to help people get sober. And I just love that he came on to share that message with people too here. So next week I had the most fun interviewing a friend of mine from high school. Uh, she and I probably haven't talked in close to, uh, 23 years. Um, yeah, I graduated in 2000. So 23 years. Uh, so it was such a blessing to get to sit down and talk with my friend Corinne. So as always, thank you for listening to the podcast. Please follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. If you are a sober addict and you would like to come on and tell your story, I would love that. Or if you have questions or are looking for help, reach out. You can find me at my website, whyareyousober.org, or my email at sam at whyareyousober.org. You can also find me on social media like Facebook and Instagram. And with that, I hope you all have a wonderful week. And until next time, I'm wishing you all peace, love, and a whole lot of joy.